What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the ninth episode of the Thank God for Wrestling podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Johnny King. I'm the other co-host, CJ McClure. And today we're just going to be doing a recap of the week. We're going to go through Raw, SmackDown, and at the end, we're going to do some payback predictions since payback is next week. Not a lot of stuff has been announced. Hopefully it ends up being a good card, but we'll get into that at the end of the show. So as we get into Raw, you know, I don't know about you, CJ, but I feel like Raw has been very, like, formulaic over the past couple months like i feel like we're getting the same like match main event every week bro just different combinations of it but yeah so ross started off with Sami Zayn. judgment day interrupts then we hear ko's music hits he returns then ko challenges any two members of the judgment day to a tag team match against him and sammy so we see that for the main event but the first match that took place was the new day uh, versus Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre. How do you, I just want to ask you, CJ, how do you feel about the team of McIntyre and Riddle? I think it's okay. Um, I feel like they're holding off on Drew to give him something bigger to do. Uh, I'm hoping that this will lead to a heel turn with Drew. Kind of go back a little bit of the Scottish psychopath, maybe go back a little bit of NXT Drew, turn on Riddle, have a couple good banger matches. I think those guys can put on some good ones, but I'm just curious of what their name is going to be because the only thing I can think of that makes sense is the Scottish Bros. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I heard someone say Mick the Mick Riddles, <laughs> <laughs> like like the uh, McDonald's Mick Riddle, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, surprisingly, the New Day wins by pinfall. Um, I'm gonna be honest; it's a hot take. I've never been like the biggest New Day fan. I don't know why. I just, I just think it's like maybe a little too childish, maybe. But I mean, like, don't get me wrong. They're most like, they're one of the best, I guess, factions tag teams you can like in the history of WWE. Like, I respect them, but I just haven't been a fan. What about you? I like the New Day. I respect the New Day. Uh, kind of like you in the beginning, back in 2015, when they were like well into their you know, run, like, as a faction slash tag team. I didn't really like them that much initially. They kind of annoyed me, but they eventually grew on me. Uh, I don't, my hot take, personally, I don't think they're the greatest tag team or faction of all time. I remember, like, when a list came out of that and they were number one, I wouldn't put them in number one, personally. I'd probably take the Usos over the New Day. Yeah, I put that. Me, personally. But, I mean, much respect to them. Love Kofi, Biggie, and Xavier. I do like those guys, and they put on great matches. With the Usos, especially, you know, their greatest rivals. Mm. Yeah, the next thing, we got, like, a little Shayna Baszler uh, video package, just, like, basically hyping up for, to put her up against, I guess, her next feud, whoever that's going to be. And then we get the uh, Intercontinental Championship match, Chad Gable versus Gunther. Bro, I'm hoping they stretch this feud out as far as possible. Obviously, I want Gunther to break the record. And then, like, honestly, they could they could honestly put on, like, two more matches after that before Chad Gable actually wins because they have, like, lightning in the bottle. And I think the slow burn is the best way to do it, especially for Chad Gable to just get the fans behind him more and more. But, yeah, bro, Chad Gable versus Gunther, it was a banger of a TV match. Uh, Chad Gable gave Gunther his first loss on the main roster by a count out Chad Gable hit the um suplex over the uh guardrail the barricade and then Gunther couldn't get back in the ring in time I like this match I hope we get a even better one at payback match of the night on raw in my opinion I mean just 
I often forget. I mean, I know it, but I often forget how good of a wrestler Gabe was. I mean, when he just took down Gunther, like just kind of tackled him, took down and just hammered on him. I was like, bro's him, dude. Like, like Gunther, Gunther's going to run for his money right now. And I, I completely agree with you. I, hopefully this match is added to payback. I don't think it is yet, at least as of this recording, but hopefully it's added last minute because this match could steal the show, especially with the card that doesn't have that many matches announced. Have Gunther win because he deserves to break the record. And like you said, stretch it out. So have have Gable win it fast lane and then have their rubber blob match at Survivor Series. And then that's that's perfect timing to put Gunther in the Royal Rumble and have him win the Rumble. Yeah, bro. Gunther is definitely my pick for the Rumble, bro. He has to. It only, it's the only one that makes sense, honestly. Bucks. Only one that makes sense. Real quick, uh, real quick. I, I saw people comparing Gable celebrating the win like you know how Lex Luger beat Yokozuna by count out years ago at SummerSlam but didn't win the title but was treated like a hero that is not the same comparison yeah I know I heard that people saying that too yeah I mean like it's still it's it's like almost like when Roman lost by disqualification to Seth but still retained the title like it was a loss mm-hmm. by technicality on his reign and record but still the champ so, I mean, yeah. it's not not the same thing at all. Yeah. Then we get a Cody Rose promo. He addresses the Judgment Day, uh, talks about J.D. McDonough. He calls J.D. McDonough a Funko Pop, which is crazy. That was crazy. That's probably one of the best burns from Cody we've heard. <laughs> and then, yeah, Cody got a great pop. He talks, asks the crowd in French what they want to talk about. Bro, even if it was in French, I'm still tired of that, bro. I'm sorry. He he has to give that up, bro. But yeah, bro. Um, he said tonight is about Kevin and Sammy. They'll watch the Judgment Day rise and fall. Rose salutes the crowd and they give him a nice ovation. Next thing we get was Shinsuke reveals what he whispered to Seth Rollins. So we get like a very great video package. We get Shinsuke talking in Japanese with the uh, captions, very like like sinister music in the background. Uh, nice little vignette, nice visuals. And Shinsei said what he whispered was he knows about Seth's, Seth's back problems. So maybe that's the angle coming into payback since uh, he revealed what, what he said. Maybe we see Shinsuke work the back of Seth Rollins and throughout the match. Yeah, and apparently it's real. Yeah, the yeah. back problems that Seth has. I, I didn't know that. I thought they were just playing off a story, but no, it's it's real. So... I think that low key does maybe just a little bit give Seth bigger odds, uh, chances of winning. I still don't think it's gonna happen, but maybe they stretch us out a little bit too. Like Seth, like wins by like the, like by the skin of his teeth, and then yeah. it's like they they have a rematch at Fastlane. Bro, like honestly, I know like Triple H is like he likes the longer reigns, but I wouldn't be mad if like they have Shinsuke win like at like this match or like the next match. And then Seth ends up getting it back just to like, because I feel like Shinsuke has never got the credit he deserves and he's never been able to have a, like a proper title run. Like even when he won the uh, the Royal Rumble and then he went to WrestleMania to face AJ, but he lost. Like, what's the point, bro? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I know they're probably not going to let him win, but maybe there's a chance. Yeah, I think it just it depends on your point of view. Like I remember back in 2016 between the feud with Sasha and Charlotte, how they kept hot potatoing the title, where Charlotte would win it on pay-per-view, but Sasha would win it on Raw. And some people were saying that was like devaluing the prestige of the title. 
but then on one hand you could argue like they're they're killing each other for the title Mm -hmm. you know like some people kind of compared it to the rock and mankind because that happened with their feud in like 98 99 yeah so we'll see but hunter definitely likes longer reigns which i respect but see what happens i wouldn't i wouldn't be mad if shit won but i just don't think it's gonna happen yeah same same Next thing we get was we see Rio make her way to the ring with Dominic because she's facing Candice LeRae. Then there's a commercial break, but we figure out that John Cena is coming to SmackDown September 1st. So that should be a big show. There's been rumors that he might uh, tag with LA Knight to face The Miz and Grayson or something like that. But I guess we're going to see, man. But yeah, Ripley faced uh, Candice LeRae and uh, it wasn't really a... Long match at all. It's kind of like a like, three-minute match. Squash yeah, match. yeah, squash match for real. And I don't know, man. Kenneth Ray was like great in the NXT, but and I don't know, dude. Like I, they just have so many people that they're not utilizing on the main roster. Like if you're not utilizing them on the main roster, bro, just send them back down to NXT so they can like actually like be used and like get TV time. But, I saw someone. I saw someone online made a good point. Like, I'm pretty sure Odyssey Jones is drafted to Raw, and we haven't seen him on TV once. Literally, bro. Like, where is he at, bro? Where? Yeah, is he at, bro? I, and I kind of got like like Mark Henry vibes from him, bro. Like, we need like a kind of like a like kind of like a powerhouse. I mean, we have Bronson Reed, but like he doesn't really get any like push either. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean. Love Candice, like you said, the great things in NXT. Rhea's reign has honestly been underwhelming. I hope the feud with Raquel kind of revamps it a little bit. Yeah, she just hasn't been defending, like, the belt because she's just been, like, the leader of the Judgment Day. I don't know, man. But, yeah, next we get um, The Miz comes to the ring, uh, and, like, The Miz is – because he's having a few LA night. The Miz says – he chose a very, very strong opponent for him, and it turns out to be Akira Tozawa. He's, like, hyping this person up, and he reveals that it's Akira Tozawa. So we see that, and then the referee uh, checks on Tozawa and the ring, rings the bell before the match. LA Knight's music hits. LA Knight comes out to a huge ovation. Tozawa drops kick Miz out of the ring. Uh, Knight throws a tissue at Miz. Miz is furious and gets in the ring. Midge charges, but Tozawa pulls the top rope down. Knight is heading to the commentary table and points at uh, Miz. Tozawa then hits Miz with a suicide dive. It's a commercial break, blah, blah, blah. And the winner actually turns out to be Akira Tozawa, bro. They gave Akira Tozawa uh, a pinfall victory just to further the feud with him and LA Knight, which, I mean, go Tozawa, but, like, that's crazy. I, I think it makes sense. I understand it. I mean, Miz cost, you know, LA Knight that win against Austin Theory to go to payback for the U.S. title. So, I for nine. And, yeah, good for Tozawa. Tozawa is the example of make the most of what you're given. Yeah, literally. And the fact that he's, like, we've never heard any rumors of him complaining or anything, like, it's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's like, he's, like, he's Slater. I think he's, like, very easy to work with. And he's, like, wait. So like I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Cause he used to put on like bangers on like two or five live and stuff, bro. Yeah, he he was starting to get a bit of a following when uh he debuted on Raw, you know, in, in the cruiserweight division. And when he would do the, 
Mm-hmm. Shannon, like, if people started doing that, and his German suplexes, I mean, that would make Brock Lesnar jealous. Bro, for real. Like, he's great in the ring. He just doesn't get, like, I guess, not respect, but he just is. He just knows his place. Like, WWE has him there for a specific reason, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was a good match. I mean, yeah, not, not, sure. not, not, not a banger, but it was a good yeah. match. Yeah. Next thing we get is Becky Lynch addresses Trish Stratus. Bro, I'm done with this feud, dog. Like, this, I don't want to say it, but, like, bro, like, this feud has made my, not, it's just, like, Becky, like, you're better than this. Like, the fact that you're in this position, it makes me sad. Like, like no disrespect to Trish Stratus, but, like, bro, this has gone on for way too long. It's stale, bro. Like, what are we doing here? Like, this just has to end, bro. Like, I don't know. This feud has gone as long as this podcast has. And bro. we took a and we took a two-week break due to life. The only the, the only nice thing that I can say is comparing it to the Cody and Brock feud, it ends on a high note. It ends with a good match. You know, like we got we got Becky versus Zoe Stark, Falls Count Anywhere this Monday. And it was online. I saw that the steel cage match was moved to payback. I mean, it's Zoe and Becky wants to put on a good match on Raw. So I mean, I, I have a little hope that they can do it again, and hopefully, hopefully, just end strong, and we can just move on, bro. I mean, if it has a gimmick, then surely it's ending the feud. Yeah, for sure. And like, bro, the crowd was literally chanting, "We don't give a f in French, bro." Like, if that doesn't tell you, like, that this needs to be over. Like, honestly, bro, just scrap it all. Don't even have an ending match, bro. Just, like, scrap it. Take them off TV both for, like, three weeks, four weeks. Just let them come back, bro. Because, like, this is just – it's not going good, you know? It's not going good. We'll see. Next thing we had was a non-tag team title match. Uh, Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin versus Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. Bro, I don't know why, like – Katana Chance and Kaden Carter, bro, they formed NXT Tag Team Champions. They were, like, the top tag team in NXT. They come to the main roster, and they just get squashed every single week. Like, uh, I don't know, man. But, I mean, and it makes me, like, like not sad, but it's, like, a tough spot because I do like Chelsea Green and Piper Nevin. So, I can't be mad that they got the win, but it's, like, bro, Katana Chance and Kaden Carter deserve better. They could have at least made the match longer or made it more competitive. That move that they did though, Car- I'm sorry, is it Carter and uh the names? Oh, um Katana Chance and Kaden Carter. Yeah, so Chance and Carter, their their moves that the move that they did with the like handstand on her shoulders or something, and that she dropped. That that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um I personally not a fan of Piper Nibbon. Just never resonated with me. Chelsea Green has grown on me, but I mean, if if you want the titles to be prestigious and the division to be worth something and mean something, then make the matches, I don't know, five minutes minimum, not two or three. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this is the bath and break match of the night. Yeah, definitely. Then next we get a little uh, backstage segment with Seth Rollins and Jackie Redman. Nothing too crazy, just like building up the feud. Um, Seth said, if Nakamura wants to bring his family into it, his wife, his daughter, and livelihood into it, he better be prepared to face him man-to-man. Uh, Nakamura isn't even there tonight. Nakamura's in a TV studio a thousand miles away, too afraid to face him. Rollins will give him one more chance to play mind games next week. Nakamura can prove that he's an honorable warrior. He'll repeat what he was told 
what told what he told him last week. Rollins isn't a hard guy to find. He'll be in the center of the ring, dressed to the nines, world title wrapped around his waist with the whole crowd singing his song. And then obviously the crowd sings the song. It's like, it's like, bro, it just never ends, bro. It never ends. If honestly, bro, if Seth didn't make them stop, they would never stop, bro. Yeah, most and likely. Like, like, they would just never stop. Like, they literally, Seth has them in the palm of his hands, bro. It's crazy. Well, he's the visionary. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but daddy's a sucker for a so, uh, theme songs that you can sing to. So, I mean, I, I, yeah. I get where you're, I get where you're coming from, but I think it just makes entrances more hype and it just makes moments. Yeah, so. for sure. For sure. Um, next we learn that Becky Lynch will face Zoe Stark in a false count anywhere match. And we'll also see Chad Gable taking on Ludwig Kaiser. That's going to be a banger match, bro. That's going to be a good match though. If, if given the time. Yeah, give him the time. time. Just give, bro, give him like 12 minutes. That's not much to ask for, bro. 12 minutes, though. 12 minutes, like one commercial break, bro. Come on. And then we get the uh, main event, the non tag team uh, title match. Coming on to Sami Zayn versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So Finn Balor and Damian Priest head to the ring and be, begin brawling with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, the bell rings start the match. Priest turns Sami Zayn around in the corner and punches away at him. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but it gets, like, the match kind of, like, gets stopped because JD, like, appears, a whole bunch of stuff happens, and then Cody Rhodes comes out to help Sami Zayn and KO. And then Cody Rhodes is, like, at this point, it's, like, 940. And I'm, like, bro, no way that this, like, the, it's going to end this early. Like, we're going to get something else. I was looking at the time. I was, like, what? Cody Rhodes comes out. Classic Cody Rhodes trying to save the day, baby face. There's three of us. There's three of you. Let's fight, blah, blah, blah. So they end up doing uh, three on three. And then the winners by disqualification are the winners of the first match by disqualification with Judgment Day. And then we get the new six-man tag team match that I swear we've been getting every single week, bro. Like this part, I don't. There's no way in my mind that Triple H is booking this, bro. There's no way, bro. He can't be, dog. Unless he, like, has just lost it, bro. There's no way he's booking these six. I swear we got a six-man tag every single week for, like, the past, like, two months, bro. Yeah, it's it's starting to get repetitive for me now. However, however... Still been good, still been entertaining, and all the crowds have been liking it, and you can see that. But is yeah. it beginning repetitive and redundant to your point? Yes. And it's like I saw one stat, bro. It was like, or a tweet, it was like the judgment day has like main evented raw every week for like the past, like it's been like like a it was a crazy number, bro. Like they've been in the main event every single week, bro. But how many of them have they actually won? Bro. I feel like a lot of them just either end up disqualification or it's just like back and forth, back and forth. They'll win one, they'll lose one, they'll win one, they'll lose one. But it's just like, I feel like there's no depth, bro. There's no depth to Raw anymore. It's just like, we know what's going to happen, dude. Right. Like, I don't know. But yeah, so we get that one. And then the winners by pinfall, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Cody Rhodes. And they've been like they've been teasing a lot of uh, dissension in the Judgment Day. Like Rhea Ripley had to literally uh, drag them out to the ring, bro. You saw that Finn Balor, yeah. Damian Priest. 
And yeah, I feel like there's been rumors that Damon is the one they're gonna kick out, and then they're gonna bring in JD, which honestly I wouldn't be that mad about, because I've never really been like the biggest Damian Priest fan. I'm gonna be honest with you, but maybe he needs to be on his own again, especially with the money to make briefcase. Maybe he should be on his own again so he can focus on that and uh, trying to get the belt. But yeah, um, how do you feel about JD McDonough? Truthfully, I'm not that educated on him, but he. He seems like he's not got it. I mean, like to be a main event star, but I mean, he he seems like he can keep himself relevant. Yeah, I mean, if he, he's got any ties to Finn Balor, I mean, he's got to be good. Yeah, he was trained by Finn, and like a lot of people literally say he's like, like Finn's like little like like uh clone, hmm. like even his move set is like Finn esque, bro. Like, hmm. so I don't know, man. I I like him. I feel like he he'll have a future. I can see him like. Like, definitely, like, a good mid-card Intercontinental Champion. You know what I mean? Right. But, yeah, that was Raw. Nothing crazy, man. Feels like we get the same show. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was fine. that The Quebec crowd was definitely energetic. The Pop Kevin guy was cool. I mean, they were they were pretty energetic and interactive in the main event. So, I mean, they, they were entertained and had fun. Obviously, it's repetitive for us at home. But, yeah, it, it, that episode was fine. Yeah. Wasn't bad. And then, uh, so SmackDown last night, Friday, this was basically a tribute episode to both Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk, who tragically both passed away this past week. So prayers out to their uh, family, condolences. So SmackDown kicks off with a graphic paying both Terry Funk and uh, Bray Wyatt tribute. And then we go to the arena and we see all the superstars lined up. Basically, just having like a moment of silence with them, and we see Eric Rowan on stage, dude. Eric Rowan came, which is great to see him back in WWE, just like there. So who knows if he's, you know, maybe gonna come back. Um, so yeah, they did like a ten bell salute across the arena, and we also get a video package from um WWE, and bro, that may almost made me emotional, bro. Seeing all of Bray's best moments, dog. I was like, brother, bro, like, gone way too soon, bro. Gone way too soon. But, yeah, man, the first match of the night was Rey Mysterio versus Grayson Waller. I'm going to be honest. I was in the gym while SmackDown was going on. So I was doing – I was literally doing cardio, bro, while this match was happening. And I was like – it's like, I don't care about this match, bro. I was like, good for Rey Mysterio. He's U.S. champion. But, like, I don't care about this match. It was all right, but what I will say is I like to see Theory and Waller as a tag team or at least feud together. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, I would definitely like to see them feud, especially uh, the mic battles they could have, I feel like, would be good. It's almost like who's who's the real next big thing, you know? Right. I just think they'd be a, a kind of a cool tag team just because they're just both cocky heels, you know? Yeah, facts. So yeah. I think I think that'd be interesting. But yeah, the match was fine. Good, good, entertaining match. I mean, the right guy won, you know, raise a champ. I mean, there's no reason for him to lose. I mean, unless they were gonna add Grace into the match, but I think Ray versus Theory will be entertaining enough. We'll see. Maybe it'll blow my socks off. Yeah. Um, then we get like a little backstage judgment with damage control damage control. Uh Bailey cuts off. Uh, Kayla Braxton asking about Zelina Vega. Bailey tells Kayla that she could be a good fit for the LWO as she hears they only hire short people. 
Uh, Bailey tells Kayla that Zelina's win against EO were flukes because EO is a once in a lifetime generational talent. Blah, 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 blah. So then we get uh, EO Sky with damage control versus Lena Vega. And all throughout the night, they're just showing like Bray stuff. So to just keep everybody, you know, thinking about them. But yeah, man, it wasn't really like a crazy match. Um, EO won, obviously, she's a champion. She should have won. And yeah, man, I don't really have much to say about this one. Honestly, I thought they really showed what Selena can do. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think she, I, I could be wrong. I thought she had more match time in this championship match than she did back at Backlash against Bro, Rhea. Definitely. definitely. I mean, she, 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 she showed more moves. And I mean, obviously, EO won, but I, I thought it was a good match, decent enough. That backlash match was like weirdly short, bro. It really was. It was like anticlimactic, especially with them being in um Puerto Rico. Right. I was like, dang. But I mean, she home, home she got her home crowd, so that was fine. And then we see Cody Rose make his way down to the ring because he's doing like a tribute to Terry Funk. So he basically just talks about that and talks about how him and his dad were connected. And uh yeah, he says both Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt were cowboys in the best of ways. He has a privilege to talk about Terry Funk. He wore the 10 pounds of gold, went to Texas State. Terry Funk has been a constant in pro wrestling and sports entertainment for 50 years. And for 50 years, Funk has constantly been changing. There's a little thing called the rub. When someone with such a legacy equity steps in the ring with someone who doesn't have it, lifts them up and does it. He says Funk did all that for an entire company movement and revolution. And then we just take a look and they show like a thing about Terry Funk's career. And yeah, man. So just a little uh like Terry Funk tribute. I'm not really like we said in the Bray Wyatt episode. Obviously, he was popular and we weren't alive, but he was like I learned that like he was like he started off like just like doing regular like wrestling, like pro wrestling. And then later in his career is when he got more involved in like the deathmatch stuff, like at ECW. Yeah, I think he, it was like in the NWA territory system yeah. he was involved in first. And then, yeah, like he adapted like the hardcore style. And I did a little research uh, after SmackDown, just, just curious of all the championships he won, because they said in that vignette about him that him and Mankind, Mick Foley, won the tag team championships at WrestleMania. So I was yeah. like, dang, I was like, dang, I was like, man, bro's got a WrestleMania win. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I didn't even know he wrestled for 50 years. I mean, and just seeing the championships that he didn't win. Um, I might want to fact check me on this. I think he holds the record for the most hardcore championships won in WCW. That sounds he, right. Honestly. I think he, I, I think he won that title three times. He was an ECW World Champion. I think he won other titles in ECW, NWA mm-hmm. World Champion. Uh, I think I think the tag team championship maybe he won the hardcore title. I wouldn't be surprised, but I think the tag team championship was the only title he won uh, WWE. Because yeah. really, what, he, he was in WWE for two different. Stance and they weren't really that long. Yeah, they weren't that long because most of his like, I guess during that time it was like ECW and then like the the ECW transitioned into WWE. Right, but like you said, I mean, not our era. You know, we are not educated on him enough. But I mean, that vignette and just doing the little research I did. I mean, I'm not a cowboy, but I tip my hat to Terry Funk. I mean, like he bro, bro was dedicated. Okay, he he adapted. And like so, people say, bro, like he literally like gave his body for like business, bro. Like it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, death match after death match. I'm sure he was in. Just bro, insanity. 
Yeah. Rest, rest easy. I mean, rest long, 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 hardcore life. Yes, sir. And then we get a like a little Terry Funk tribute match. We get a Terry Funk hardcore match, the Brawling Brutes versus the Street Profits. And bro, I mean, I can't be mad at this. This is a fun match. I'm loving the new Street Profits, man. I really hope that they continue with this and they just like get better at finding the character or the feel, whatever they want to do with this. And this has only not only made me more invested in the Street Profits, but it's made me really like Bobby Lashley way more than I did before, bro. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about it much. I think the last time we talked about them was when they were teasing what was to come. But when they essentially when the Profits turned heel, bro, they were they got a pop. Everybody was cheering and then everybody started chanting for Bobby. The mm-hmm. Bobby Bobby yeah. was like. Which I mean, I just thought that was cool, you know. I because mean, us wrestling fans, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna cheer what we like, whether they're face or heel. But people often forget that being over doesn't always mean getting pops every night, like Cody Rhodes and LA Knight. Like Dominic Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio is over. He gets booed all the time. He's getting that reaction out of the crowd. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm here for it. And on that note of Bobby Lashley, Butch sold that spear, fantastic. And all of a sudden, I want a Bobby Lashley and Pete Dunn match. Bro, that would be uh, – I feel like that would be a banger, bro. Definitely. I mean, that that's a clash of styles. But, yes, I definitely would be a banger if done right. And the finish of the match with the table, I thought they were going to do a 3D. But yeah. the move that they did was pretty similar. I was like, that, that, that yeah. was tough. That, that, that that's a good finisher, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Speaking of Team 3D, they're reuniting for one night. Did you see that? The Dudleys are? Yeah. Oh, I just I, on um Instagram, they're reuniting for a night. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't watch Impact, so that's crazy, man. Um, so the winners were the Street Profits. So we get that, then we get a commercial break. Come back, we see Cold of the Miz doing an interview with TMZ Sports. He said, if LA Knight continues like this, he won't make it to WrestleMania. LA Knight comes out to the ring, says he will get to the Miz in a second, but from what he can tell, tonight is about Bray Wyatt. So LA Knight does a little Bray Wyatt tribute. Um, he says he walked out tonight and he saw everyone representing with the fireflies and it got him thinking. He says, sometimes your greatest foes can turn out to be your greatest helpers. He sells, he and Wyatt went through hell. Uh, he did everything imaginable to him. And though, and through that, he was getting ready, getting him ready for anything. LA Knight says he will be honest. Uh, he'll be himself together, hold himself together well tonight until he saw pictures of his family because his heart breaks for that. But as he looks around tonight, he can hear it and he sees it. He knows that they can feel the spirit of Bray Wyatt in the building. So, yeah, man, I really enjoyed that. Because, like, without that feud of him and Bray, like, and that's, like, the introducing us to L.A. Knight, we wouldn't have probably got the L.A. Knight right now that we have right now. So, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, Bray, obviously, you know, he – was off TV. I mean, he was going to feud with Bobby Lashley in WrestleMania, but that was off TV because of the illness. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, LA Knight was the one that got over, despite the fact that he lost that feud. Yeah. With Bray. I mean, every, like we started, people started getting behind him in WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that was cool. I mean, it, it's, I'm not saying LA Knight was the last person I expected to do a tribute, but he just, I didn't see it coming. And, Again, he's great on the mic, man. And just you can tell that maybe some of this is scripted, but everything he said was definitely from the heart. And I just, I thought it was cool because, again, the show must go on. You know, that's what they say in WWE. That's what they say in wrestling. 
tonight was most that night was mostly a tribute but they still needed to move the, like all the stories forward and i thought it was cool how you transitioned said and it's that same spirit that has me saying let me talk to you yeah and then, you know and then address the miz but then goes miz one more thing mm -hmm. a wise man once told me the next time you see me run yeah that was that was cold yeah bro bray wyatt was just so good with words bro he was he just made everything believable like he knew how to draw your emotions, bro. Like we obviously, we obviously talked about him in the episode we did for him, but one of my favorite lines by him was feuding with the Undertaker going to WrestleMania or something like, "I'll stride across your bones when I'm done with you." <laughs> like, bro, how do you come up with this? This is like Shakespeare stuff, bro. I loved when he always used to say, "He always say, man, you have no idea who you're fooling with," and I was like, bro, like it's like dog. He was just so great, man. He was just so great. But after that, we get uh, L.A. Knight versus Finn Balor. Bro, I enjoyed the match. Dog, that L.A. Knight spot he does where he, like, jumps from the, like, mat to the top turnbuckle and turns into a superplex is crazy, bro. That's, that is pretty athletic. I, it's, 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 I'm not going to say his moveset's pretty minimal. I mean, he's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know what you mean. Right. I mean, like, he kind of gets up there on that elbow. Like, he gets mm -hmm. some air on that. But, yeah, I mean, bro's got a vertical. Yeah. You know, jumping up and getting that. So, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. And then this this is a – sorry, I was to say, this is I, a dream, dream match that I didn't know I, I needed to see. Bro, for real. <laughs> like, the fact that we got this on a regular episode of SmackDown is crazy. And I'm also surprised that I was like, I don't know if they're going to have, like, LA Knight win clean. Like, I don't know. If, like, maybe it ends in disqualification, like, Miz comes out. But, like, nah, bro, they let LA Knight actually win clean. And I was like, maybe they're actually putting their eggs in his basket. You know what I mean? Like, slowly but surely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I don't know where this, what this does for Finn Balor, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't want him to, you know, get lost in the shuffle of everything. I, and maybe this is me, me, me being naive. I don't think this is going to damage him again. Like this, this night was mostly for Bray. They just decided, I think they just decided to give LA Knight the win and make the crowd go home happy, you mm -hmm. know? And they obviously had Finn in the match too, because Finn was a great rival of, right, of Bray's, yeah. which, and Corey Graves and Michael Cole mentioned what we talked about. We got the Demon versus Bray. We got the Fiend versus Finn, but ironically never got the Fiend versus the Demon. Demon, yep. Yeah, and someone was like, this is Bray Wyatt's or some opponent versus Bray Wyatt's last opponent or something like that. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Or like the Fiend's first opponent versus Bray Wyatt's last Bray opponent. last opponent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, very poetic, man. It was, it, was a, it was a great, wholesome episode of SmackDown. They really tried to make it as positive as they could, even though we were paying respects to two legends in the, in the wrestling business. So... Overall, it was it was a good show. It was a good show. It was. And before we transition to payback predictions real quick, should have done this in the last episode, but I'm doing it now. Oh, yeah, the, the flashlights. Yeah, man. RP Bray, man. You'll forever be missed, brother. With that being said, show must go on. Time to transition to payback predictions. So we got most likely the main event, Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship. We, we've been talking about it here for the feud, uh, but I got Seth. 
Yeah. Uh, as much as I would like Finn to win, bro. I mean, not Finn. Shin to win, bro. I still think they're going to give it to Seth. Yeah, like, yeah, Seth. I don't think they're going to take it off of him. It would be cool for Shin to, eat, like, hold it for, like, maybe, like, two months, and then you can give it back to Seth. Right. But they're pro- I don't think they're going to give it to him. So I got Seth, too. Next, we got Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the Women's World Championship. Sleeper banger, in my opinion. Might, might steal the show, uh, but I got Rhea. Yeah, I got Rhea, too, but this will definitely be a banger of a match. And it will give us a chance to show, like, for us to see what Raquel can actually do, you know? Absolutely. We got Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Low-key, this could steal the match, too. Theory is very athletic, and Rey... Ray keeps brushing off Father Time. I mean, still put on a good match with anybody. So, uh, but I got, mm, I got Ray. I don't, yeah. I, I don't see the need for Theory to get the title back right away. Yeah, nah, I got, I got Ray. I think they need to build Theory up without having a title, so we can actually know his character and actually could try to connect with his character, whether he's a feel or a fit. He'll earn it. I think he might turn face eventually. Yeah, I think so. That's my prediction. Uh, I mean, your most anticipated match. We got Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus with the Steel Cage. <laughs> bro, I I don't want to bro. I hope they prove me wrong, but this has the potential to be the worst pay per view match of the year, brother. Like Shauna, Ronda, and Shayna, it, it's not going to be worse than that. So, at least they set the bar for the worst one. But I'm just done with it, bro. Like Becky Lynch. She should be like in world title contention, or at least having a feud. Like, why not have a feud with Shayna or something, bro? Like, have her actually have a feud that's worthwhile, bro. Like, notice right. like Trish, but like, you know what I mean, man. Like, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah, but I got Becky. I think Becky will come out on top. Same, same. We got LA Knight versus The Miz. I have a feeling they'll stretch this feud out. Yeah, but I'm gonna go with LA Knight. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Hmm. I don't know. See, I don't know if they would do a thing where like it depends on if they do two or three matches. Like I could see uh LA Knight winning the first one, Miz winning the second one, the LA Knight winning the third one, just so he can end this this feud with a win. Or I could just see them having LA Knight just win and then that be it. I don't know. It depends on if they stretch it out. I don't know. But I'm gonna go LA Knight. Yeah, I'll go ahead like that for now. And we have also, I mean, not really a prediction, but we have the Grayson Waller effect uh, with special guest Cody Rhodes. Bro, what is the point? I didn't even hear this get announced, so that's news to me, bro. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I can't see the date, but this article. This, this is a so, myth, bro. You don't have Roman on the show. You don't have Jimmy on the show. You don't have Jay on the show as of now. Why isn't your what second biggest star in the company having a singles match? Like Seth Rollins versus Nakamura is not a big enough match to like to carry the pay per view, bro. Not at least, not at least, not in my eyes. Like they need, yeah, they need like one or two more matches on this card. Like what, Cody? What's Cody gonna do? They come out. They talk, Cody hits him with the crossroads, get a whoa, like, I don't know, bro. (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) Cody's momentum has stalled, bro. Like, 
like now i i know I, I said this a minute ago but like i don't care if he finishes the story or not i'm gonna be honest bro the story has been going on too long bro like we just had a whole bunch of after the <laughs> after the the roman uh wrestlemania match bro we just had a whole bunch of blank meaningless pages we're just flipping through blank meaningless pages bro hindsight's 2020 so i mean we'll see how you feel when they get back to cody versus roman and roman's all by himself yeah and maybe i feel like that might make it better no bloodline roman by himself cody versus roman just alone you know what i mean mm. but i don't know man i just think that he should have a singles match oh for sure or like you know Although I, I I'm not trying to call you out, but I can't help but can't help but you know find a little contradicting that back in Money in the Bank in our first episode when it was Cody versus Dom, you kept saying what was the point of this? Yeah, because that like didn't mean anything. Like, why are you putting Cody in matches that don't mean anything? Like, like Cody versus Brock. Okay, we didn't have a reason for the feud, but it was a solidified feud, you know? Right. At this point, don't even have Cody on the card, bro. Like, if he's just going to do the Grayson Waller effect. Like, what's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. But that's I, I all. Would, they could do Cody versus Finn. Yeah. It's just there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just they already did that, though, on Raw. So, yeah. Repetitive. It's we'll see. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they back themselves into a corner a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, I def we said it before. I definitely wish Roman was depending on this because this is the pay per view where his reign started, and he's about to hit the three year mark. So I wish we were going to see that. We're not taking time off. You know, he he became Brock Lesnar, barely defends the title. We'll see what happens. But Jimmy Uso will be back on SmackDown next week, so we'll see. Pick up back up on the excuse me, pick back up on the Bloodline story. Yeah, but it's like, bro. Who is there left for Cody to feud with? I feel like soon, like I feel like if they don't have anyone, bro, they gonna they're gonna have no choice but to put him in a program with Seth or Gunther, bro, or Chad Gable if he gets the IC title. Cause like, who else is there, bro? You mentioned Edge last week, but I I don't know. Yeah, we don't know where Edge is, what he's doing. Did you see he, like, debunked, the, like, the rumors in the video he posted? Yeah, how they apparently denied his contract, yeah. Which I saw I saw something that said his contract technically isn't up until late September. Yeah, late September, yeah. We'll see what happens there, but, yeah, I mean, unfortunate. The big things that happened this week were two wrestlers that passed, but another week of wrestling, payback next week. We'll be covering that. Um, that's all I got for the weekly recap. Yeah, me too, man. Just a little little week recap, man. Looking forward to this next week. We get John Cena and Jimmy Uso. So major storylines there. But yeah, man, thank you guys for tuning in to episode nine of the Thank God for Wrestling Podcast. As we always say, I'm Johnny King. Don't forget to say your prayers and watch your wrestling, man. I'm CJ McClure. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe and comment. Thank God for wrestling. Sir, we'll see you on the next one.